Well, friends, welcome to the Kogo Podcast. Uh, so excited to have you join us today um, as you're listening, wherever you are. Our hope is that you will uh, be able to hit this bite-sized chunk and just have a little bit of um, something to think about and chew on uh, as you continue to lead here in the great state of Ohio. Uh, just to remind you, the purpose of the Kogo Podcast is to move leaders in Ohio uh, to be challenged. And we want to challenge you through these bite-sized conversations about ministry, about leadership and growth. And so we hope in these next few moments that you stop, uh, you take a listen, you step into your God call, and that you are challenged to move um, as obediently as you can to what God lays on your heart. Well, friends, we're so excited to have with us today Esther Cottrell. Everybody listening, I'm sure you know Esther, our state pastor uh, and director of ministries here at Kogo Ministries. So Esther, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, RW. It's always a delight to sit down and talk with you. Yes. I was just thinking um, today before we got on this recording, um, you know, you were the first podcast episode we did almost a year ago. Yeah, I was the pilot program, I guess. <laughs> the, <laughs> guinea try, the guinea pig. Try it out. That's, everybody's got to have a guinea pig every once in a while. That's so. right. Well, today, friends, we are just visiting with Esther a little bit um, to go back to uh, what we talked about in that first podcast, Start Now, Go Now. Um, believe it or not, we've been talking about this for almost a year, and we're in, a, in kind of in the home stretch almost. That's right. Um, Pentecost Sunday in 2024 is not too far away. So, uh, we just thought it'd be a great idea today to kind of revisit that and talk a little bit about it. So Esther, just in case somebody's listening today who's never heard us talk about uh, Start Now, Go Now, uh, remind us uh, a little bit of what about what this initiative is. Sure. Thanks so much, RW. Uh, Start Now, Go Now is, uh, is our initiative uh, built on the Mission 120 project. Uh, a few years ago, during when pandemic started, we also started Mission 120 with the goal of helping congregations and pastors develop a pathway for discipleship uh, for new believers. And and as we came into 23, we said we want to continue to push our congregations, push our pastors toward uh, keeping the main thing the main thing, and that is disciple making. And so we said. Uh, how can we do that? And one of the ways we came up with is, is this initiative to say, start now, go now is an opportunity for us to, uh, one, report to each other. Yeah. What are the victories? Where are those victories? How many, you know, where are those salvations that we're seeing? Where are those new disciples being made? And, uh, and, and those folks following the Great Commission, uh, where, where our churches and people are going, making disciples, baptizing them, and teaching them to obey what Jesus has taught us. That, that whole Great Commission idea that Jesus gave. We really want to just make sure that we focus on the Great Commission. But we also say that we want folks to focus on the Great Commission as it uh, intersects with the Great Commandment to love God and love our neighbors as ourselves. And thirdly, to intersect with what we call the great collaboration where Jesus prayed for us, the people of the church, his, his disciples, that we would be one. Why? So that the world would know that God the Father sent the Son 
and sent the Son for our salvation. And so as you find those, intersect those three verses together, it becomes the mission of the church. It becomes our mission. And so that's, uh, that's kind of the bottom line, the basic reason for the Start Now, Go Now, to help our churches, help our pastors, help us all work together uh, to go in love on the mission for Jesus. Friends, you've heard Esther talk about those three circles many times. You've heard her talk about the Great Commission. You've heard her talk about the Great Commandment. And you've heard her talk about that great collaboration. She speaks about that almost every time we're together as a state because she believes wholeheartedly in it. And honestly, uh, in my time on staff with you, I think that has been one of the most, um, how do I say it, kind of influential, like, things that you've impressed upon me, those three areas of how the importance of it. So I'm glad that, you know, as we talked about start now, go now, that those were kind of the foundational principles that we built upon. Yeah, they are the foundational principles. And as we can, as we as the people of God can keep those in balance, yeah. I believe we're, we're staying in that sweet spot. I, I like that word balance. I think that's a, a word that we don't, don't recognize enough of that we need those those three areas to be in coincidence together, not coincidence, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's one of the reasons why we don't want to just count baptisms, though we want to count baptisms. Yeah. We don't want to count just salvations, though we want to count those. Um, but we also want to talk about what's it mean to be a disciple. It's a little harder to count who's who's arrived as a disciple. Yeah, how do you measure that? How do you measure that? We've yeah. had conversations around that. But nevertheless, that doesn't take away from the responsibility and the joy of making that part of, uh, of our goal and of our priorities. Right. right. It's like uh, uh, I, I've heard it said before that evangelism, and now the old term would be Christian education, but I think we can call it uh, disciple-making. Evangelism and disciple-making are two wings of the bird. You need both yeah. in order to fly. Yeah. Now, if I remember correctly, when we started Start Now, Go Now, it was right about the time of fresh, I mean, Start Fresh, right? Hey, we kicked it off at Start that's, Fresh last year. That's what I thought. And so here we are, almost a year to Start Fresh ago. And as I said, Pentecost Sunday in 2024 is coming up on May 19th. So what would you like to see happen here in Ohio uh, in the next few months in response to the, the Start Now, Go Now initiative? Yeah, yeah that's a great question, R.W., because uh, we are just now into what uh, in the church calendar, the universal church calendar is called Lenten season. Yes. And I know that we're not a liturgical church, so we don't have all the trappings that that, that brings. But it is a time for the people of God uh, and for our ministries to stop and say, what's our focus? What are we about? What does the cross mean? What does the empty tomb mean? What does the passion of, of our Lord mean in our everyday life and in, our, and in what we do as a church, what our, our goals are as a church? And, and certainly that come, takes us full circle back to yeah. disciple making. So, you know, in this time, we can focus on this. Many of the churches, I believe you are focusing, you know, on that. Uh, we just want to hear your stories. Right. We need to hear your stories. We need to be encouraging one another. Um, uh, uh, one of the things that, that 
I always find fascinating when I read like some of the old periodicals in the Church of God is that when there were revivals held in the old gospel trumpets and vital Christianity, uh, there would be reports that would come back, uh, so many saved and uh, uh, so many were baptized and, you know, that just reporting those victories people called into ministry. They, there was a little section in those news, in those periodicals that gave people a chance to report back and say, this is what's happening. And I just believe that as we report the good things, um, the good news, that it encourages everybody. Mm -hmm. And together, we're meeting that mission. That's part of being in unity together. You mentioned story, and there is something about story. Uh, there is something about story that connects from person to person, congregation to congregation, movement to movement. And I know that there have been some incredible stories of people coming to Christ during this, in, this initiative. Is there one that sticks out at you? I, I know I didn't prepare you for that, this yeah, question, but is there one that, that like, hey, that really is a good example? Well, I think uh, there are a few. One of the things that um, like I think about uh, early on, um, Awake Church in Shelby mm. began reporting. Now Rita is on our board, and so she's trying to um, she's trying to be a partner yeah. with us in the ministry. But but it just touched my heart to see the the ministry that's moving forward with this church that really is in a turnaround situation, having moved from a place where not much was happening to now they're regularly having baptisms. Yeah. They have a plan for disciple making. They're moving forward. I think about like uh, the Cedarville uh, oh, yeah. church. Andy Schroyer. Andy crew. Schroyer, who just a few years ago, he uh, well, not just a few years ago, it would be uh, three years this Easter, they started uh, the, the replant basically there restoration at Cedarville. And within a few months, they had a first baptism in 30 years. Wow. The church, and they continue to have baptisms. So whenever I, whenever Andy Schroyer sends me in a story <laughs> that we baptized for, I, I just have to celebrate. God yeah. is at work in our midst. Uh, and, uh, and even just this week, um, there was a, there were pictures that came to us from Auglaise Chapel where Stan Harmon's been pastor there for a long time. And uh, he, he was kind of apologetic saying, well, these pictures were from last summer when the water was warm. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> kind of cold today. It's a, little, it's a little chilly to be baptizing outside <laughs> today. And there was a, it was an outdoor baptism. Uh, but I had to celebrate yeah. that this church uh, is reaching new persons and baptizing new persons. So whenever I see those pictures, hear those stories, uh, I can't say that just one, uh, one story, but, but I do, I, I do celebrate. I celebrate also when I see the stories that this person we've been praying for yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And God did not give up on them. Yeah. We didn't give up on them. We kept praying for them and, and it broke through. Yeah. And they're on a discipleship path. Last summer, we distributed, if you remember, to students and kids 
uh, in camps. I think even to pastors, those bands that say, pray for your one. Yeah. And, you know, that's so important for us to continuously, even when our one comes to know Christ, to find the new one that God wants us to invest in to, again, further that kingdom. So... Yeah, exactly. That's one, been one of the nice things, too, about this initiative is that we we decided early on it wasn't our program because mm-hmm. there's lots of material out right. there, lots of material. But our job was just to keep the church focused on evangelism as as their goal. And, and so we came across uh, Intentional Church, yep. an Intentional Church that's kind of their their mantra, their slogan. Pray for your one. Who's your one? Who's your one? Uh, is the question. And so we developed these these little bands for wristbands for uh, youth and and workers to have, as well as some pens that we've given out. The only purpose for those is just to put that in the front of our mind. Who's your one? Yeah. Are you praying for your one? Yeah. Can will that make a difference? Yes. Yeah. I believe it makes a difference. I believe heaven hears Absolutely. when the people of God pray. Absolutely. You know, it goes back to, uh, we, we know, you know through history that when people, when the people of God have what we used to call a soul burden, when they have that soul burden, that, time, that, that place in their prayer life where they're not just asking for someone to have a physical healing, but they're asking and begging God to not forget, but to but to send his spirit to convict and convince someone I love, yeah. someone who's in my life, whether it's a coworker or, or a family member or a neighbor, that's, uh, it's, it's in that kind of prayer life that God works. Yes, absolutely. So is it too late? Is it too late for a church to jump on this initiative and be a part of Start Now Go Now? No, absolutely not. Awesome. We we'd love for you to be a part of it, and uh, and you know it's the like the workers that that the master called <laughs> early in the morning, midday, late evening, at five o'clock, at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you the same discount. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but no, we would love for you to come, and 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 even if um, even if you start now, you have some records. Yeah. Go back and count. Uh, make those counts up and report what's been happening since Easter of last year. So that's that's the record keeping. We're just saying from Easter of 23 through Pentecost of 24, May 19th. So Easter of last year through Pentecost of of uh, of this year. What will God do among us? Yeah. And can we just celebrate that? I mean, you know, um, could could God show up in such marvelous ways that we might say there's a thousand new new person it's not I think unusual it's possible. I, yeah it's if you figure that we have roughly 200 churches and uh and if uh there was an average of five persons that would happen quickly it could happen very quickly yeah. so what can god do God can do anything. Absolutely. And uh, and he wants to be in partnership with us, his people. So Esther, is there a word of encouragement? I mean, I, and you've you've given a lot of encouragement already. Yeah, sure. But if there was one last word of encouragement you would give a leader who's listening to this podcast, what would it be? I think it would be this, RW, that there are always things that want to uh, clamor for our attention in ministry. 
And then, and they can be very important things. Uh, but I just want to encourage our pastors, our leaders in the church, uh, that we're asking the question. We're asking the question, what is our number one focus? What's our mission? And our mission needs to be, I believe it needs to be balanced in that, within those three circles. Are we, are we going, making disciples? Are we living in, on purpose in that mission as a unified body? And are we loving our neighbor and our God? If we can keep those, you know, that, that uh, if you kind of put those all together, that's a phrase saying, together we go in love. And if that's at the center, then, and that's the focus, I believe that we're going to be people on mission. And that's such a much better place than frustrated yeah. and, and overwhelmed with all these things that we have to do to ask, is this where, is, does this lead us toward our big, um, our main goal? You know, the, uh, the thing, the saying, well, I think of Zig Ziglar, you say, what's, uh, keep the main thing, the main thing. And then you have to ask the question, what's the main thing? Yeah. The main thing is disciple making. Yeah. Well, friends, um, today, as, as Esther and I record this, it's February 20th. By the time you listen to this, it's probably going to be about the 25th February-ish. Um, that still gives you almost three months um, to be a part of Start Now, Go Now. Um, it still gives you plenty of time to start praying for your one. It gives your congregation enough time to be praying. And honestly, the last time I checked, God doesn't move on our time. Which means this, he, you can start praying within like two weeks. You're given opportunities to um, represent and present Jesus to someone who, who's never heard before. So you never know. So you heard it from Esther. It is not too late. We would encourage you to jump on. And you know what, leaders? Again, if there's, if there's things that you know have happened, like new disciples that have come or baptisms, we want to hear your stories. So don't hesitate uh, to call the office and let us know. Hey, you know, RW, before we sign off, I do want to just remind people of a very simple thing that came out of IYC, uh, the International Youth Convention several years ago, was the, the challenge for our kids to be 360 mm, kids. Yeah. You want to remind folks what that's all about? Yeah, the 360 revolution. It's three friends praying six times a week, missing zero opportunities to tell them about Jesus. So very, very simple kind of way to be intentional with, uh, with students and any of us really uh, to meet, meet people for Christ. So. so if you can't pray for three, though, at least pray for one, yeah. uh, one person. Yeah. But if you have three, all the better. Three persons praying six times a week for those persons specifically and asking God to not let you miss one, to miss zero opportunities. That's right. That's right to share the good news. Yeah, that's, I, I love that little phrase because for me that has been something I try to keep in the back of my mind as I, I walk through life. Who, who, is, who are my three? Yeah. Who, are those, who are those persons that yeah. I need to be uh, praying for and also witnessing to? Yeah. Well, Esther, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your wisdom again. Thank you for encouraging us. Uh, friends, again, if you have questions or need more information about Start Now, Go Now, number one, you can always call the office. Uh, you can always email Esther or Demetrius. Uh, you can even check the Kogo website, kogo.church, 
And uh, we will certainly give you any of the information that you need that can make this initiative successful for you. But ultimately, it comes down to this. Start praying. Start praying for God to do a move in your life and in the lives of people who don't know you. So, hey, our next episode, we're going to be talking to Vernon Maddox and Gordon Garrett about disaster relief. Uh, this is a really important ministry here that we have at COCO. And so you will not want to miss that. So uh, join us as we look at that conversation a little bit. Again, I'm R.W. Moody, the next-gen pastor here at Kogo, signing off. Have a great, fantastic day.